0: opt for bobby miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season and for bryce harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season download the app today and use the code locked on mlb for first deposit match up to hundred dollars again download the app today use the code locked on mlb for first deposit match up to hundred dollars pick more pick less it's that easy you are locked on reds your daily cincinnati reds podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. What is up Reds fans, welcome in to the Lockdown Reds Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today here on this Thursday edition. On today's show, actually a little bit of an audible, I know I said yesterday I would talk about the catching situation, I've changed my mind. We're going to do some Lockdown Reds line stuff, take a look at some text messages on there and get to today's Reds killer of the day. But before we do all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr, with three Fs. And follow the show, at Lockdown Reds, and save the Lockdown Reds line number that I mentioned into your phone at 513-549-0159. Text, call, question, comment, whatever you've got. Send it my way at 513-549-0159. Happy pitchers and catchers report day they're there they are in good year everyone's showing up everyone's saying hey having a good time getting ready to put in the work for the 2020 season that's gonna be so awesome i'm so damn i'm just happy so and actually you know what before we get into the lockdown reds line stuff there is a piece of news That I want to
0: get to.
1: Derek Dietrich is back. That's right, the Reds added him to the list of invited players to spring training as they signed him to a minor league contract just yesterday in fact, added him to the list of players that have been invited to Goodyear for spring training. Now, there were some fans that really ran with this and really were happy about it. And you know what? I'm happy too. Derek Dietrich was a cool guy to have on the team last year. He had some fun moments. Here's the thing that no one really wants to admit, though. I think we saw the best of Derek Dietrich. That's in the past. And I don't think he's going to make the roster. Sorry to ran on the parade there, but we're, we'll see him play a little bit in spring train. Actually, shout out to Jojo Jammer at win one Super Bowl on Twitter. He kind of pointed it out. Yeah, I, he's, he said this, and, and I totally agree with him in this case. He's like, I, I don't want to see him taking playing time away from some guys who could be playing at second base, whether it be Nick Senzel or Josh Van Meter or even Alex Blandino. Those guys seem like they're better options at this point. And I agree with what he was saying about taking away playing time from them because we know what Dirk Dietrich is. He had a really good stretch in the month of May last year. Any time else during the season was not good. And that's a much bigger sample size than just the month of May. And really, even within the month of May, it was only like two weeks. So I... I, I, Okay, it's nice. Nice to see him back on the team. I'm not expecting much from Derek Dietrich this spring training, but hey, pitchers and catchers are reporting. Just wanted to put put that out there. Again, their good year is starting to fill up, and and there's already been players out there and working with Nixon Zell, Joey Votto. I saw some. A video of Anthony Disclafani uh, taking some reps on the mound. I, I love it, man. I think they are fired up and ready to go. Spring training is officially begun. And with that, we'll jump into today's focus topic, which is just looking at some different text messages and things of that nature from the Lockdown Reds line. The first one I want to get to, more of a comment, but I really love the content in this comment. This is from Dave in Sun City, Arizona. Dave, hey, thanks for the text, man. He says, I think everyone is hung up on all the outfielders and where they will play. The Reds are in it to win it. If that means that Sinzel and Winker get beat out and they have to sit on the bench, so be it. No more free passes. And you are totally right, Dave. The the time for let's see what they got is over. It's time to see if they can bring value to what needs to be a playoff team. And I believe that this is the year. I've said it before. This is the Reds year. But with that being said, the Reds have added a lot of good talent to this team. They have made it evident that they don't want to have to be reliant Upon Nixon Zell, if Nixon Zell is awesome, then that's awesome. But they're not banking on it. He is not Plan A, and I'm okay with that. And the same with Jesse Winker. It looks like you know he's gonna have to fight for some playing time there too. And and Aristides Aquino gets thrown in there. Dave didn't mention him, but Aquino's in there as well. What did we say at the early onset of the off season? If the Reds can bump him out of having to be the cleanup hitter and maybe even take pressure off of him having to be an everyday guy, then that's a win. They did exactly that, and I love that. Moving on to the next one. Got a text message here. uh, No-name text message, but I appreciate the question. It says, how well do you see the Reds doing on the road? Will they be 500 or better? Now, to predict specific records, especially, you know, home road, all that different stuff, that's kind of hard to do. But just looking back on what 2019 was, it's really interesting because the Reds were one game over 500 at Great American Ballpark, and they were 34 and 47 on the road. But what was strange was they scored just about the same. They scored 351 runs at Great American Ballpark, They scored 350 runs on the road. And they actually allowed more runs at home, which makes sense. It's Great American. They allowed 368 runs in Great American as opposed to 343 on the road. They actually had a positive run differential on the road. But they had a much worse record. I think some of that was due to bad luck, this and that and the other. And I think that, uh, yeah. They can improve that, especially with an improved lineup. The improved lineup is going to be so huge for this team because we're talking about a team that the pitching is already a strength. It's already a good thing. And when you make the lineup that much better, then everything starts to figure itself out. I know that's something that we're going to hear a lot in spring training. Whenever a reporter asks David Bell about something, he's going to say, Well, you know, it's going to figure itself out. It's kind of a stock answer for spring training with baseball teams, but they're not wrong. It's something that we're going to hear a lot. And then on our next uh, text message here on the Lockdown Reds line, 513 549 0159 says, Quick question How do you feel about the Reds DFA Sal Romano as opposed to someone like Scott Shebler. With as deep as the outfield is looking. And again in no name, I appreciate the text from you, Mr. No Name, and the, the question. I, I had mentioned that on a couple of episodes ago that I thought it was strange and maybe the Reds have a different plan for Scott Shebler than than we fans can, you know, currently see. But obviously, you know, we mentioned Sal Romano wasn't claimed. On waivers. Sal Romano is still a Red. He uh got the invite to spring training, but most likely will begin the year in triple A. But overall, I, I was a little bit confused. Not not enough to really be, you know, feel some sort of outrage or something like that, but I was at least a little bit confused as to why the Reds didn't get rid of another outfielder. Like like you said, there's there's a glut of outfielders on this roster and it feels like there's more value in having lots of pitchers than there is lots of outfielders. I don't know. I I'm confused by it, but I I trust that the front office has a plan and that we will see that plan come through. If that makes any sense. All right, one last text message and then we'll uh we'll move on to today's Reds killer of the day. This text comes from Josh in Tennessee. Thanks for the text, Josh. I am super excited about this season. However, that excitement is tempered by the fact that I am far from being sold on David Bell's managerial ability. With all the moves made by the front office, do you think they have do you think they have bell-proofed the roster? by that I mean do the upgrades outweigh his ability to negatively influence the outcome of a game. And I appreciate the text Josh. And here's the thing. And we'll f- we'll definitely flesh this thought out a lot more throughout spring training. Lots lots to look at with this. But I'm not a huge proponent that a manager can really I mean they make minute adjustments and different things like that in the game and we really think that oh my gosh he killed the game he should have brought in this guy or he should have left the starter out there longer and yeah we could probably argue that but it's not that decision in and of itself that kills the game that being said i do think they've added quite a bit of talent to the roster i don't know if you you know, had to worry about Bell proofing it in general. I think that he gained a lot of experience last season and yeah, there were some weird moves, some weird things. I mean, he still did the double switch about as much as Jim Riggleman did. So I know we always love to kind of poke fun at Jim Riggleman for his double switching ability. Well, David Bell did it too. And there will be quite a few opportunities with the depth of this bench to double switch. But I don't know that David Bell, let's put it this way, I I think that he is more of a punching boy and doesn't necessarily deserve all of the stuff, but that is basically any manager on any team. You know, I've heard it said quite a few times on different talk radio spaces, look at any Major League Baseball team from the defending World Series champion nationals down to the Baltimore Orioles and teams like that they all have the same complaints to their manager they all think that their manager did something completely stupid to lose a game it just happens with every single team i don't think david bell is as much a detriment as you're making him out to be but i do appreciate the text so we're we're, we're going to jump into the reds killer of the day our next installment with ken huber at obscure X reds on twitter but first Spring training is almost here, which means Cactus League action is forthcoming. And if you're planning to get out to Arizona to watch the Reds and any and all other Cactus League teams, the best way to get out there is visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans because you've got 10 stadiums with 15 major league teams all within a 50-mile radius of Greater Phoenix. So you can get to everything. And on top of that, you've got awesome landscapes. I mean, Arizona's known for its outdoor adventures and national parks, lots of great places to explore. But when it comes to the game, I mean, spring training... Everyone is so laid back, you can meet your favorite players, get some autographs, and then enjoy some baseball in some nice warm weather. If you're like me and you live in the tri-state area right now, you're freezing your bunions off, head out to Arizona, warm up, and watch some Reds baseball. Best way to do that, visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Go there and book your spring training excursion today. Today is another installment in the Reds Killer of the Day series that I had the chance to do with Ken Huber at Reds on Twitter. We've already looked at the first baseman, second baseman, and third baseman on the All-Reds Killer team. And as we've mentioned before, the whole idea of this is not necessarily the really great players who killed everybody and also killed the Reds. We're talking about guys who were league average or even worse than that, but somehow world beaters against the Reds. We always, we always joke about that, right? You always joke about, oh my gosh, this guy, he only shows up against the Reds. Well, this is a team full of those guys. And today, we're going to look at the shortstop position.
2: This guy was so pesky um he was a uh, career slugging of 402 so he was never a big home run hitter unless he came to the plate against the reds and the shortstop was a former brave and former dodger rafael fercal oh yeah um, no. over 370 plate appearances against the reds um 336 391 548 for a, an ops against the reds of 939 <laughs> Um, career OPS of 748. So he lines up right next to Bill Hall in the middle infield. Their career OPSs together were within four points of each other, and their career OPSs against the Reds were within one point of each other. So that middle infield of Raphael Fercal and Bill Hall are Reds
1: killers. Call and Hall. Sounds like a good uh, attorney at law or something. It does. When 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 you look at Rafael, forgot this this was his first year appearing on the Hall of Fame ballot, wasn't it? Um, he retired in
2: twenty fourteen, so um, that sounds about right. Um, so you, he didn't have a Hall of Fame career, in my opinion. But yeah. against the Reds, he absolutely did. And if you slash nine nine thirty nine, you're a Hall of Famer.
1: Maybe maybe we can uh, convince the Reds Hall of Fame to put like a little. A little plaque in these are the guys that are in the reds hall of fame for being reds killers i don't know they probably wouldn't do that but um
2: but a a hall of fame opponent's wing um (laughs) yeah let's let's get with, with bob and phil about that
1: these are the guys we made look like hall of famers but when it comes to for i i do remember he was a big reason there's when i think about the reds playing the braves there's plenty of memories of games that were just heart i mean obviously they had the amazing ninth inning collapse a couple of years ago against the braves but just all in all it seems like, at least in my lifetime, it's been a struggle for the Reds to beat the Braves. And Rafael Furcall was a huge part of that. And he and Chipper Jones, like you mentioned, Chipper kind of killed everybody. But he killed the Reds a little bit more than he killed everybody. But when you put those two guys, they were both together on the same team. Just, oh my goodness. And Furcal, Yeah, the Reds
2: didn't have too much success against the Braves in the early 2000s. Um, and Furcal was a big reason for that. Just. It seemed like every time he came to the plate, he was getting another hit, or he, he was hitting a double.
1: I, I uh, had some friends around uh, when I lived in Kentucky that were big Braves fans, and I'm like, well, we live closer to Cincinnati, but then I'm like, well, yeah, but the Braves are more successful, so I guess I could see where they would probably choose the team that won, but I don't know. I just tell you, I, most of my analysis when it comes to Reds-Killers is Ugh. and I definitely say that with Raphael for call. So he is our shortstop. We have rounded out the infield, the infield of Eric Dames, Bill Hall, Raphael for call and Ron say next time we'll dig into the outfield, starting out in left field. Thanks again, Ken. Thanks Jeff. That's going to do it for us here on a Thursday on the lockdown Reds podcast tomorrow. I may or may not have a surprise for you. I I think I'm going to have a surprise for you, but I don't want to spoil it just in case it falls through, but just look out for that. It's going to be a good surprise, obviously, because I only bring good surprises on the Lockdown Reds podcast. But thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure that you're subscribed, you follow me on Twitter, all that good stuff. Save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone, all of that, 513-549-0159. And yeah. So that, that, that'll be the end for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. Go Reds. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, and as spring training gets going, I mean, we might as well start it off right.